This is the daily podcast from St. Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect, and to pray. This week, as we embark on the holy season of Advent, Luigi Gioia explores soul budgeting. We succeed in our studies, in our work, and in all our endeavours only by preserving momentum, a sense of purpose and confidence. The same applies to Christian life. The liturgical period of Advent is so refreshing precisely because it rekindles our spiritual momentum by reminding us that we are journeying toward a God who is not just waiting for us, will not just come at a date that no one knows, but keeps arriving in us at every moment. Jesus' last words in the New Testament are Yes, I am coming now, in the book of Revelation. They convey not only his intention to come at some point in history, but also and especially the urgency, the eagerness with which he wants to be part of our existence right now. The Gospel of Mark warns us against a form of sleep that hampers this momentum, that prevents us from welcoming this advent or arrival. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. Sleeping is necessary for us to function as human beings, but drowsiness can be fatal if it occurs when we are driving or while doing things that require our full attention, as for a surgeon during an operation. More benignly, if we doze off while watching a film, we lose its plot. We lose the plot of our existence because of the spiritual numbness caused by the acceleration of the rhythm of life, the unremitting stream of daily duties, the compulsive need to compensate for our exhaustion by abandoning ourselves to the unending variety of distractions technology puts at our fingertips. We can go on for days, weeks, months, without ever once looking up to see again the larger picture, to check we are heading in the right direction, to recapture a sense of purpose that is the only steadfast source of energy and imagination in whatever we try to achieve. Jesus' invitation to be alert, therefore, means that we should become aware of these mechanisms not because they are particularly sinful in themselves, but because of their ability to monopolize our minds, neutralize our hearts, weaken our relationships, and prevent us from recognizing and welcoming the constant arrival of the Lord, His presence and action within us at our side. This invitation, however, instead of generating momentum, can often be the cause of anxiety, especially when we hear Jesus comparing a situation now to the relation between some servants and a master who has gone away for a while and will pounce suddenly and when we least expect it, still in the Gospel of Mark. Now, it would be wrong to understand this as meaning that Jesus is absent and that he relies on our anxiety and fear as motivations to perform our duties. God is never absent. Just as he is ascending into heaven, Jesus promises, 
I am with you until the end of the world, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. And his name is Emmanuel, that is, God with us. Here lies one of the main temptations of churches, to behave as if God were absent, and as if the continuation of Christianity depended on our institutions, on our rules, and on our ability to enforce them. But here also lies one of the main temptations of spiritual life, to court, to think, as Isaiah says, that God hides his face from us, and that we are delivered up to a guilt, a guilt that makes us wither like leaves and carries us away like wind. Guilt, anxiety, fear can never make us better Christians, can never sustain a spiritual life. They might prevent us from doing wrong sometimes, but we soon realize that it is at the price of allowing hypocrisy and all forms of individual and institutional neurosis to fester under the surface. A healthy spiritual life unmasks and deflates this anxiety and gently replaces it with mindfulness. Would that we were mindful of you in our ways, says the book of Isaiah, with a God who is with us, who constantly anticipates us, on whose coming we depend for our life, our movement and our being. Mindfulness means responsiveness. Our attention, our alertness, our watchfulness can perceive the infinitely delicate ways in which God keeps visiting us, only if they respond to his initiative, only if they welcome his advent. In the end, the only effective antidote to anxiety and guilt is truly believing in God's presence at our side and clinging to him. We have no power over the pathologies of our spiritual life other than exposing them to the love of the Father who patiently soothes and refashions our heart. O Lord, says the book of Isaiah, yes, you are our Father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. And you can join Luigi tomorrow, Friday, for the last in this short series of podcasts. And you can search online at Spotify and SoundCloud for other podcasts from St. Paul's Knightsbridge. Nice